Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor list of lines. You can tweet at me as well. It is at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. Anything you want to chime in with, feel free. In about 15 minutes or so, our pal Brad Spielberger, lead research and development analyst for Pro Football Focus, is set to join the program. We'll ask him about what this free agent class could look like for the Washington Commanders, who are some of the big fish out there that Washington could potentially go after, and then how would he rank Washington in terms of the open GM availabilities in the National Football League. We'll discuss all that and more with a pal Brad Spielberger, a pro football focus. We gave you Nell's Super Six Pack, my top six teams in the NFL. And as I was doing my Super Six Pack, I can't help but glance at the standings. And I briefly mentioned this at the top of the show. This year, more than any other, it feels like there have been so many surprises and there's so much parody, as folks like to call it, in the National Football League, looking at the AFC in particular, the current playoff field, there are seven teams in each conference that make the playoffs. Right now in the AFC, the four seed, the five seed, the six seed, and the seven seed, all without their starting quarterbacks. And it's crazy to think that those two teams, that those four teams, excuse me, are still in position despite them having shortcomings at quarterback and having attrition at the quarterback position. For Trevor Lawrence and Kenny Pickett, they just got hurt this past weekend. But for Cleveland, Shane Steichen and company, or excuse me, Kevin Stefanski and company, the fact that they're competing right now without Deshaun Watson at quarterback is super impressive. They are the antithesis of what Washington is. They went out and they built their roster through the draft and through free agency. And at this point, it doesn't really matter who's under center because the rest of the roster is so well insulated around their quarterback that they can get ah, Joe Flacco off the streets and they can still be competitive and try to win football games. It's absolutely amazing what we've seen. I accidentally mentioned Shane Steichen, but now let's talk about him for real. Shane Steichen, and I saw an article earlier today, it was someone on NFL.com doing their way too early uh, award predictions. And I love award season. I love the awards show, the NFL honors that they put on. It's, It's great. Love seeing guys get honored in front of their peers. But in terms of the coach of the year discussion, this year, more than any year in recent memory, I think the voters are going to have a hell of a time trying to decipher who really earned the Coach of the Year nod. There are so many deserving candidates for Coach of the Year. I think Shane Steichen in Indianapolis probably heads up my list, and here's why. 
The Colts are seven and five. Seven and five. Firmly in the playoff picture in the AFC, despite missing Jonathan Taylor for the first month plus of the season, despite not having their top five pick at quarterback because he's injured. Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew is leading the boys right now in Indianapolis. Defensively, they've had injuries on that side of the football. It means nothing. They just continue to plug and play, plug and play. It's the next man up mentality. And in terms of Shane Steichen and how responsible he is for it, look at other teams in the NFL that are down their quarterback. The Cleveland Browns offense is inept even with Kenny Pickett under center, is inept. Normally, when you lose your starting signal caller, it really cancels and and really puts any, or or takes any hope away of your offense being able to get back on the right track. Kirk Cousins goes down to Minnesota. That Vikings offense hasn't looked the same since. Atlanta, they've got two starters, Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke. Hasn't looked good. The New York Giants, when Daniel Jones first went out of the lineup, you couldn't, you couldn't call that a credible NFL offense. Chicago, when Justin Fields had to go to the bench for Tyson Bajan, they looked anemic offensively. Shane Steichen, down his starter, has the Colts as one of the best offenses in football. They are legit on that side of the football. They've rattled off four straight wins. 20 or more points in every game. That's what it is. That It is that. Outside of their loss, or excuse me, their, their ugly win against the New England Patriots where they went 10-6, to six, coming into that week, they were the only team in the NFL to score 20 or more points in every game. That's despite Anthony Richardson being on the shelf. That's despite them not having a true number one receiver, in my opinion. Just say what you want about Alec Pierce. It's just not my cup of tea. I love me some Josh Downs. Love me Mo Ali Cox. But they just don't have the weapons offensively to where they should be this consistent offensively. Shane Steichen is coaching his behind off right now. And I love every bit of it. I love every bit of it. Something else that came up as I was getting ready for the show today. I've like purposefully tuned out all DC Sports Talk Radio and all sports talk radio across the country right now because we're in this time of the year where it's so easy to get influenced by other people's thoughts. But I couldn't help but come across this one take that someone had. And it kind of hits close to home. They were talking about how they're just so against defensive-minded head coaches. And I couldn't help but vomit all in my mouth when I heard that. In today's offense-driven league, where quarterback is the most important position, you can still function and still have a damn good football team if the leader of your bunch is a defensive-minded coach. I'm going to right now debunk everything that you've been hearing. I don't believe that you have to have some hot shot offensive mind to be successful in this league. I don't even believe that you have to have a top 10 quarterback in this league to be successful. To me, the number one trait, the number one characteristic that my head coach candidate would have to have, he's got to be an elite leader of men before anything else. You can know all the X's and O's in the world. You can have the best defensive call for every situation. You can be the smartest offensive mind in the room. But if you are not a good leader of men, none of that matters. 
None of that matters. And there are a couple of case studies this year that really, really bring that to the forefront. Look at the Houston Texans. Look at the Houston Texans. D'Amico Ryans, defensive-minded head coach. But here's what he's got. He just stopped playing within the last decade, so he's able to relate to the players, and he's an elite leader of men. That matters in this league, man. Antonio Pierce with the Raiders. It's not a coincidence that as soon as they fire Josh McDaniels and company, he comes in and they win two games in a row. That's not by coincidence. That's not an accident. He is an elite leader of men, and he's a former player. That's something that I want to start pounding the table for. Former players seem to come in and have success right away. Former players that recently stopped playing. Because you can relate to these cats in the locker room. That's why everyone's talking about Ben Johnson, the hotshot offensive coordinator with the Lions. He may be a bad example because he may be a, a, a charismatic god. But just because he's pushing all the right buttons in Detroit as the offensive coordinator doesn't mean he's going to go to a team that's his own and be able to lead guys. It just doesn't work like that. It just doesn't work like that. Another example that I always love to use when people crap on the defensive-minded head coaches, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Look at the Steelers. The model of consistency that they have been. And I understand that, yeah, they haven't had the Super Bowl appearances, and yeah, offensively they've been a little handicapped. But don't don't stand on the table trying to discredit defensive-minded head coaches like it's something that doesn't exist in this league because it for damn sure does. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll go back to the BetQL guest hotline. We'll be joined by our pal Brad Spielberger, the head research and development analyst over at Pro Football Focus. We'll get his thoughts on some potential free agents Washington could bring in this summer, and we'll ask him straight up, where would you rank Washington's GM and head coach opening compared to the others that will be available in the National Football League? That's next with Brad Spielberger here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We are always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Right now, though, we will go out to the BetQL guest hotline is where we find our pal Brad Spielberger, research and development analyst for Pro Football Focus. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. Brad, what's going on, my man? How are you? Hey, doing well. How you doing? I am good. I wanted to talk to you about the Burgundy and Gold's offseason and, and what, what could happen here in the future, but I'm scrolling across Twitter, and I don't know if you've come across this David Carr comment. People should be going insane about it online. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard. David Carr, in a nutshell, folks, basically saying that the Eagles should go to Marcus Mariota right now over Jalen Hurts, and I'm ready to throw my phone across the room. One of the dumber comments, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I've seen in a very long time. You know, maybe when you get sacked 72 times in a year and with the expansion Texans, it uh, joggles the brain a little, a little bit. bit. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like with all due respect to the cars, too, like their approach to social media, which, hey, you know what, whoever you want to approach it, that's, that's your prerogative. But you basically say one critical thing about them and they block you. So yeah. I didn't even see it because I can't follow him on Twitter. I don't even think I've ever <laughs> – tweeted about either call or maybe maybe a little bit here and there so yeah. anyway you're, you're gonna get me in trouble starting off the uh, the interview with that question that was that was the dumbest thing i've seen in yeah in a while. I, I honestly i honestly cannot believe it and it kind of segues us perfectly because i wanted to talk to you about uh, the big matchup that we saw on sunday there's been clear holes in philadelphia's secondary throughout the season uh look at the two games that washington played against the eagles sam Howell looked like the best quarterback in football Big picture here, when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles down the stretch, do you think they can fix some of their defensive woes, or is this who they are right now? Yeah, there's there's a real actual concern I have with Philadelphia. You know, I I really do um, think it's been an issue going on for for much of the season, and not only the secondary, but also just up the middle with with how they've addressed linebacker. They do tend to kind of ignore the linebacker position, Mm -hmm. and they're basically so good up front and then have good enough coverage play that it has been able to kind of cover that up. And, um, you, you know, I think now you bring in a Darius Leonard. Look, is he the same Darius Leonard, or sorry, Shaq Leonard? Yes. Is he the same player that he was for a very long time in Indy? No, probably not. But yeah. I still think he is now the best coverage backer on this team. You know, you put him in the will spot, the weak side spot. You let him carry number three receivers, which is, you know, third receiver from the, from the sideline, mm-hmm. or tight ends or running backs. You let him cover those guys in a very, you know, kind of particular role. And I think it will make a noticeable difference because that is, I mean, that is who the Kyle Shanahan offense attacks is the middle of the field. You saw Nicholas Morrow, a solid player, but, you know, he tried to carry Christian McCaffrey yeah. on out and up in that game and it was just left in the dust. So, you know, it, it, uh, I am concerned. I think it is a, is a real issue, um, but obviously they're, they're trying to make some moves to address it. Yes, they are. On the flip side, their opponent from this Sunday, San Francisco, I thought that win was probably the best win that any team's had all year long, considering how close we thought they were to each other uh, going in. San Francisco dominated that one from the start, it felt like. For the Niners, down the stretch here, do you expect this to continue? Or at some point, are we just going to have to admit that this is probably the best team in the National Football League? Because after Sunday, Brad, the damn sure looked like it. 
No, they are. There's no question about yeah. it. They are the best roster in the NFL right now on either side, NFC or AFC. Um, you know, I know we came into the season thinking there would be a massive gap of the yeah. two conferences. Obviously, you know, I think we all probably said, you know, outside of San Fran, Philly, kind of maybe throw Dallas in that conversation. But the the only way I see San Fran having issues, and this applies to every team, you know, is injuries. Or I, I do still think, even if Trent Williams is healthy, the, the offensive line besides Trent Williams mm-hmm. is the weak spot of this roster if you had to find one. And the reason why we haven't really seen it exploited is because they're always playing with the lead and always, you know, be able to run the football able to get the ball out quickly um, because they don't have to wait for downfield routes to develop things of that nature. So if a team does get an early lead on them, like if Philly scores touchdowns mm-hmm. instead of kicking field goals to start that game and the Niners press a little bit and, and get away from their identity, I think that's kind of the key. But yeah, if that team has a lead on you and no. their, their pass <laughs> rushes are pinning their ears back and their offense can just run the ball, I, I mean, good luck to you. Yeah, it's going to be tough, man. I expect to see the San Francisco 49ers playing, you know, deep into the month of January. I think they'll be a legit uh, Super Bowl contender as the season wears on here. I'm going to flip over to the AFC here for a second before we get to Washington. All year long, Brad, I've been telling folks, look, don't worry about the Chiefs, man. They still got Patrick Mahomes under center, and this defense is playing damn good football right now. Steve Spagnuolo is doing one of the better coaching jobs in the league on that side of the ball. But, man, after seeing them fall on Sunday to the Packers, we're now 12 games into this thing, Brad. Is it is it finally time to hit the panic button in Kansas City on offense? I was with you the whole way, where I also was just like, you know what, yeah, there's some growing pains, yeah. there are some issues, but I, you know, they're going to figure it out, they're going to work their way through it, um, and, and I'm just less confident in that being the case, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't really say, you know, like a Sky Moore, yes, he's still a second-year player, but, you know, at a certain point, you kind of recognize, you know, he's probably not going to be a meaningful contributor for them. I think Rasheed Rasheed Rice is a great pickup. He's probably their number one receiver. Should he be a team's number one receiver for a playoff (laughs) roster? Probably not. Um, You know, for me, like, he's very good at sitting down in soft spots against zone. He's good after the catch, but not really a route runner at this stage of his career. You know, not a lot of nuance to his game. So, and, and, you know, kind of the elephant in the room, and you can't blame him, and he's still awesome. But Mm -hmm. but Travis Kelsey is not really Travis Kelsey of – you know, 2018 to 2020 version. Like he yeah. has, he has lost a couple steps. We have some NGS data, you know, on the back end here, kind of looking at player tracking and speeds and stuff like that. And like, it's not, it is significant drop off, but a, a drop off each year since I mentioned 2020 and 21, 22, 23, he's, he's been a step slower. So, you know, he's still good, but can he carry an offense? I, I don't know. So anyway, long answer short, yeah. like the AFC obviously has so many injuries all you know, the quarterbacks are hurt and everything, but but yeah, like you, you them against the Baltimore in the playoffs, like that defense, like that, that, that's concerning to me. It sure is, my man. We're joined right now by Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at pff underscore Brad. Want to get to the local team here now, Brad? It has been a crazy past couple of weeks here locally. John Allen came on the Sports Junkies Monday and dropped some bombshell comments about his future, and maybe he may request a trade at the end of the season. People are frustrated here in DC. When you're four and nine, you know, that tends to happen to you. When you look at what Washington is going to have to do this offseason in terms of overhauling this roster, when you look at what they already have on paper, Brad, how attractive of a destination do you think this will be for potential GM candidates? 
so I can tell you this. I, I guess I haven't spoken as much about GM candidates, but um, mm-hmm. head coach candidates, I've heard it could be the most attractive job available. And I don't see why that wouldn't apply to general manager as well. You have five top 100 draft picks. The, the team has basically sat out free agency the last two years. So <laughs> you have a ton of cap space, um, but also not even cap space, just like cash that has not been spent that the owner can then come in at the clean book too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously you can, you can manufacture cap space. You don't have to do that in Washington. It's just there uh, for the taking. So, look, there are some tough things to overcome. There are some disgruntled players that have gone through six different rebuilds, and you know, like Jonathan <laughs> Allen, that you know, maybe are tired of that. But I'll tell you, you talk to most people, they say it might be the most attractive opening in the NFL. Um, so hopefully that's some good news for the, for the faithful. Brad, just from your vantage point and what you're hearing, I guess, too, is this – destination one of the most attractive because of the quarterback position like what are folks saying nationally uh, about Sam Howell amidst this three-game stretch that he's been in yeah so the resources are number one you know and then also an ownership that is willing to you know kind of you know add talent around you right. I think if you the perception is you know if you, I want these evaluators I want these data scientists whatever you want they'll probably be willing to you know get that for you and, and build around you yeah, I mean, how is still is a is a strong net benefit because you have a yeah. starting caliber quarterback. Whether you want to say he's okay, he's fringe starting, sure, fine. If you want to argue that, I think he's you know he's pretty solid. But the point is, on a fifth year, fifth round, you know, mm-hmm. deal, still has two years of rookie contract remaining. It just provides you with something to work with out of the gate. If you don't love him, you draft the guy this year. If you think, hey, I do like him, I'm going to add, you know, a ton of offensive line talent in the first round or, or you know, first and second round, maybe another weapon, you know, get an edge rusher, yada, 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 and then say, okay, if it doesn't work, we're probably still not great next year, and maybe we can get a quarterback and then go from there. So, but yeah, I mean, look, how and the big thing for me is his pressure to sack rate over his first seven weeks. We probably talked about it mm-hmm. uh, was over twenty percent in every week at least. There were some thirties and forties. Um, it has been over twenty percent once since week set uh, since week seven. So you know he's still taking some sacks, but the actual rate is is way down. You know we know he drops back to pass like fifty times a game. <laughs> uh, you know, still, so you can't just look at raw sack numbers. But I think you have seen tangible improvement. You know, obviously some turnovers, some bad plays here, here, but there's also the pressure of like, he now knows he has to score 50 points to, to be in a game, um, you know, which, which is kind of a difficult, you know, construct to work from. So long answer short again, like yeah. some coaches might love him. Some coaches might not, but it's definitely, you're not stepping in with nothing at quarterback, which, which is, you know, at least a nice thing to have in your back pocket. It's an improvement <laughs> for this organization, yeah, yeah. Brad. I, I want to let you go on this one, man. I, I checked out your piece about, you know, impending free agents that are improving their stock as we get into this final month of the season. Uh, I guess quickly summarize that article here on air. And then in terms of this free agent class that Washington's going to have to pick from, what do you think are the positional strengths and do they align with Washington's needs? Yeah, so, you know, it's always the question of, um, you know, franchise tags and how that can take some of the top guys off the market. But I really do think it is still after that process going to be one of the better pound-for-pound free agent classes we've seen in quite a while. Mm. So um, I, I do think, and then in particular, um, not really tackle. You don't really get a lot of good tackles in free agency. But, you know, in my opinion, the interior of this offensive line might be the bigger problem. And mm. I love the, the guard class. I'm sure in their minds that, you know, they have a Nick Gates. They have a um, uh, Cosme, Stromberg. Yeah, maybe they, Stromberg. Yeah, maybe they feel they're better at center. But 
Um, if they wanted to address the guard spots, I think there are a handful of very talented players that could go a long way in helping them do that. And then also, you know, even, you know, look, Josh Allen in Jacksonville probably gets tagged. You know, Brian Burns in Carolina probably gets tagged. But there are still, I think, some guys like a Jonathan Grenard in Houston, a Bryce mm-hmm. Huff of the New York Jets, like really, really good edge rushers. And Neil Hunter, too. Are, yeah, yeah, that I think are going to be available. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a class that's not only is good – but also I think at the positions, in my opinion, Washington needs to address the most, um, I think there's some real talent there. So I got one more for you here, Brad. I told a little fib. It, just from based off what you said, it, it gets me thinking like I'm going to be the new GM in Washington. The way it's the way the draft class is for what, for what these guys that are going to be coming out in 2024 compared to the free agent class, if you're Washington, where are you attacking each need? Do you think it makes sense to go – Offensive line heavy in free agency or in the draft and vice versa? Like, Yeah, so it's always a blend, and you always want to gauge both markets. And, you know, particularly with those early picks, right, with those five top right. 100s, like you do want to realistically say, like, all right, like in free agency, in my opinion, I'm, I'm addressing, you know, low-end starters or depth or rotational pieces or, you know, maybe I'll make a splash here and there on non-premium position or – like, I do love a Bryce Huff, but, like, I'm not sure he's ever going to be, like, a three-down player, 800-snap type of guy. It's just not really what he is. So, so I think that's how I approach free agencies. I'm not, I'm not looking for long-term building blocks because in, in the draft, I'm looking for – I'm trying to spend picks on tackle, edge rusher, wide receiver, yeah. um, you know, obviously quarterback, yes. um, you know, at least the <laughs> early picks. Later on, you don't do whatever you want. Just try to find talent. But, but yeah, so, so that's kind of my approach is you have to – and I think I'll tell you right now, like this ownership group is going to push that narrative as much as, you know, I am. Like that's, you know, the whole, oh, yeah, he's a good player. He's a blue chip running back. <laughs> They're not going to care. Josh Harris is not taking right. a running back in the first round with all due respect. That's just one position. But, but anyway, um, so, yeah, that, that's how I approach it. It's a good blend. Um, but realistically, you know, one is short term, one is long term. So right. you can double dip, you know, and, and that's, that's fine because you're, you're addressing both the present and the future. Brad, I appreciate you staying up late, giving us some time, as always, my friend. We'll do it again soon. Of course. Sounds good. Thank you. Hopefully, Brad, this time next year, I'm getting your gamer tag for some GTA, my man. I saw you're geeked up about it as I am. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Talk to you soon, my friend. All right. Peace out. That is Brad Spielberg, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you give him a follow on the old Twitter app at PFF underscore Brad. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll let you hear – The comment that I was referring to with Brad Spielberger, David Carr, the brother of Saints quarterback Derek Carr, said what about the Philadelphia Eagles? Let you hear that next here on The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We are always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Riding with you for about another 20 minutes or so before we get out of here for the night. Big thank you to Brad Spielberger, a pro football focus, joining us in the last segment. Touched on a bevy of items, including, you know, how attractive he thinks this Washington head coach uh, opening will be at the end of the season, assuming that they part ways with Ron Rivera. But make sure you go download the always free Odyssey app and use the Odyssey Rewind feature. Go back to that 9-15 segment to hear my conversation with Brad Spielberg. Right now, though, I want to get to something that I started off the segment with Brad with. And the commercial break, scrolling through Twitter, just seeing the latest. I uh, was trying to actually check the NBA in-season tournament score. Bucks up 15 with 7.52 left to go in the fourth. They look like they're going to run away with that one in advance to Vegas where they'll play in the semifinals. But there was audio online, and I read the headline, and it was alluding, it was saying that Derek Carr, or David Carr, excuse me, former Houston Texans quarterback, the brother of Derek Carr, an NFL Network analyst, he had this to say about what the Philadelphia Eagles should do at quarterback since they lost to the Niners on Sunday. Take a listen. I think the only way that they get there, to M. Rob's point, is Jalen is 100% and he is that dynamic weapon in the run game because that creates your offense on the outside and your one-on-ones. Clearly, Jalen isn't comfortable reading through a defense in a drop-back pass scenario. Some would say he's not even good at it. And I think that when you look at this team, you have to have a serious conversation if you're Philly. And you have to really say, is it better for us to play Marcus Mariota right now and let Jalen get really? fully healthy? Ooh. Because I would argue that it does not matter if you're the number one seed. Because if the 49ers come into Philly yeah. again, they do not care. Yeah. They do not care. If raining in Vic, Philly we, we, doesn't we, matter. We could just, we could just cut you, that. Coach. that it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard a pundit say. And he used to play quarterback. So he should know a thing or two about the damn position. They should do what? Marcus Mariota is not a starting quarterback in the National Football League. Putting him and Jalen Hurts in the same sentence is the most disrespectful thing I've ever heard. And I know I'm a numbers nerd, so I got something to back it up. Jalen Hurts in the red zone this season. 19-32, to 32, 136 yards, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions. And a quarterback rating of 108.9, that's fifth best, in the National Football League. Jalen Hurts has 21 total red zone touchdowns. That's second in the National Football League behind only Josh Allen. Jalen Hurts has the number one passer rating in football when trailing in the second half this year. So you talk to me about benching Jalen Hurts. He should be a damn MVP candidate. And we're talking about benching him? Let's get to it again. What did he say about Jalen Hurts? And if you set him down, that's all Jalen talks about is the end result and getting to the Super Bowl and winning that thing. The best way we can do it, they didn't run the football at all with him. Twice? That's not it, man. That's not the winning edge. 
Put Marcus in there. Win a couple games. Yeah. Maybe you have the number one seed oh. still. You might have it. I'd say he's probably better playing quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh. Right now. Right now. He would be more productive. Hey, I didn't say right that, wow. Later, I didn't say that, when you're healthy, hey, we'll I see know what time it is. I didn't say that. He said that. It's all the way good. to the Super Bowl. So I'll give, I'll give Carl a little, cut him a little bit of slack here. I think what he's saying is right now the current version of Jalen Hurts, who we know is playing through this knee injury, he's saying that Marcus Mariota would give Philadelphia the better chance to win because Hurts hasn't been a threat in the running game because of the knee. I just read you the numbers, though. I'm calling him poppycock. Derek, David Carr, be quiet. I mean, you sound so stupid. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Jalen Hurts was evaluated for a concussion in that football game, and Marcus Mariota still didn't take a snap because they know what's going on. They watch this kid in practice every day. Every day. And you're going to sit there and say, I don't know. Should I just bore y'all with more Jalen Hurts stats? The best passer rating on throws that traveled 25 air yards this season. Brock Purdy one, C.J. Stroud two, Jalen Hurts three. I don't see Marcus Mariota anywhere at the top of that list. Here's the one number to me that really shows you how special the last two seasons have been for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts going into last week's game against Dallas. 18 passing touchdowns. 11 rushing touchdowns. Oh, I'm sorry. This was after the Kansas City Chiefs win. Jalen Hurts became just, excuse me, became the first quarterback in NFL history to have back-to-back seasons of 20 rushing touchdowns and at least 10 rushing touchdowns. Or 20 passing touchdowns and at least 10 rushing touchdowns in the season. So he's literally doing historic stuff. I'm so hot and bothered by what, David Carr had to say that I can't even talk anymore. Because I just want to yell. I just want to yell. Can we let the folks hear it one more time, Vic, if you have the audio? Here is what NFL Network analyst, paid studio analyst, David Carr had to say about the Eagles. And if you set him down, that's all Jalen talks about, mm-hmm. is the end result and yeah. getting to the Super Bowl and winning that thing. The best way we can do it, they didn't run the football at all no, with him. No, they, they twice? Did not. They did. That's not they it, did. man. That's not the winning edge. Put Marcus in there. Win a couple games. Yeah. Maybe you have the number one seed still. You might have it. I'd say he's probably better playing quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh! Right now. Right now. He would be more productive. Hey, I didn't say right that, now. Philly. Later, I didn't say that, when Philly. You're healthy, we'll hey, see I know what time it is. Jaylen. I didn't say that. He said that. It's all the way to the Super Bowl. One final timeout left to go in the program. When we get back, let you hear a little bit of in-season hard knocks. The Washington Commanders starring in this Miami episode. Let you hear that next here on The Fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. One final segment here on this Tuesday night edition of Overtime. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. 10 o'clock is when I'm out of here. You all keep listening throughout the rest of the night. Get the JR Sport Brief coming up. It'll take you into the early parts of Wednesday morning. Right now, though, I want to talk about in-season hard knocks. The Miami Dolphins, their episode airing tonight. The Washington Commanders 
starred in that episode as they were Miami's opponent this week. And the audio is, we don't have any good audio yet to give to you guys because people are recording it off of their TVs. But a couple of things that stood out. Mike McDaniel, super complimentary of Sam Howell, calling him a baller, saying that if they let him beat them, he will. I don't know how often coaches big up the opposing team's quarterback when they face them, but it seemed pretty genuine what he was saying about Sam Howell. Uh, Defensively, they kept saying how they can't give up the explosives. Wes Welker, there's a cool scene of him talking to Tyreek Hill, saying, look, bro, you're going to see a ton of man coverage, and we expect you to feast on it. Tyreek Hill obviously feasted and then some. Uh, He went Kanye crazy in that one. I don't know, man. It's just interesting to hear other teams talk about our young quarterback. I think that's probably my biggest takeaway is hearing, man, Mike McDaniel saying Sam Howell's a baller. Probably means Sam Howell's a baller. Something else that caught my attention here, and I'm scrolling Twitter in between breaks. The Washington Commanders in their 2023 draft class, obviously something that has been under the microscope all year long. Their first-round pick, Emmanuel Forbes, may not play again for the rest of the season. Their second-round pick, Quan Martin, really just hasn't been impactful enough to be taken that high. And then Chris Rodriguez is really the only other guy in your draft class that's giving you meaningful snaps. Andre Jones and K.J. Henry playing a lot more down the stretch. But something just came across my timeline. Brian Branch, standout safety for the Detroit Lions, had this to say. Uh, about draft day. What team through the pre-draft process besides the Lions did you walk out, whether it was from a you know a top 30 visit or it was from you know a combine interview, whatever, and you kind of walked out going, oh, I think that team, that team might take me. The team I for sure that thought was going to get me uh, was the Commanders at 16. Uh, I felt like, you know, they told me that if I'm still available at, at 16, they were going to get me, but I guess you can never take their word, somebody's word. And <laughs> wow. Got to let it play out. But, uh, you know, everything happened for a reason. So I'm glad I'm with Detroit. That's the, the line at the end is what got me. I guess you can't take their word. Hell no. You can't take the word of the Washington Commanders, man. Imagine if Brian Branch was on this defense instead of Emmanuel Forbes. Brian Branch has had some injuries this year, but he has been one of the most impactful pieces on defense for the Detroit Lions. It's a shame that Washington would lie to him. That's going to do it, though, here for this Tuesday night edition of Overtime. If you want to keep the conversation going with me on Twitter, it is at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. I'm back with you tomorrow on our sister station, the TM 981 to 4 p.m. with the Rooster, Chris Russell. Until then, be well. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.